Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. The whole gang here in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us on a Monday afternoon. Hope you had a good weekend. We're going to talk a lot of basketball in the upcoming hour. Southern Miss men take on Texas Tech tonight as the suicide row scheduling continues. The Lady Eagles had a big win over the weekend. We're scheduled to talk to uh, head coach Joy Lee McNellis uh, Dalton uh, right now trying to get her established on the phone. Going to talk to uh, a little later in the show about the passing of a former Southern Miss golfing legend. We'll have some some uh, comment and some commentary on uh, on that uh, loss for Southern Miss as Sam Hall passes away at the age of 86. But first up, while we uh, continue our effort to find Coach McNellis, uh, guys, big test tonight <laughs> for basketball as they take the team that played for the national championship, Luke, just last year. And the team that just beat uh, the number one team in the nation, Louisville, Texas Tech. So Eagles going out uh, to Lubbock. And we, we need to – I wonder – you know, the finalist with Jay Ladner was the assistant head coach for Texas Tech. Is he still there? I'm not sure. But, you know, Bobby Knight even even had a stint with Texas Tech at one time. The great Bobby Knight coach there, right. I think, for a year or two. So we'll talk more about that a little later in the show. Right now, we want to update you on women's basketball. And they're off to a great start, 7-2 and two on the season after beating South Alabama, which is always a tough game, 62-55. Over the weekend, head coach Joy Lee McNellis joins us. And, Coach, I guess uh, at the start of the year, if I'd have told you you'd win seven of your first nine games, you'd have probably taken that, right? I sure would have, that's for sure. So a great that's a great sure. performance this weekend by your girls. You know, we, we're we coming off of a loss to Tulane that we were disappointed in. So we come back, we bounce back really well after finals. And I tell you what, we started the game against South Alabama like – we would like for our team to play for 40 minutes. Uh, we really came out of the starting blocks, defending extremely well, getting easy buckets in transition, and our defense totally generated everything we did on the offensive end of the basketball. And, you know, that's what definitely gave us the early lead. We took a 12 nothing lead uh, very early going, forced them to call a very early timeout uh, to try to regroup. Uh, but again, we continued that entire first half defensively, dominated the game. And, you know, like I always say when I'm on the air with you guys, our defense truly is our mainstay. And that's what we have to do every single night is to be able to play defense. Because you never know what's going to happen with shooting the basketball. Right. Because against Tulane, we missed uh, 33 shots at the rim in the paint. And you're not going to win many games when you do that, but you better be able to defend every night. Well, here's what I like from this weekend. Shantae Hales, what a force is this kid? 18 points, four rebounds, two three-pointers, and seven assists. Probably 
the smallest player on the court yet yeah. again, but she just she just leads the way, doesn't she, Coach? She does. She does. She played with a sense of toughness, and she's been injured. She uh, injured a ligament in her thumb and was casted last week just to try to be able to help that heal uh, and then played with it taped uh, later in the week and then ended up re-injuring it, and there was a question whether she would play or not last not yesterday or not. But ended up, we got a splint in just in time. It worked, and she played very well, played with a lot of leadership last night and really did extremely well. And her running buddy, Respect Lee Park, the other senior, really played probably the best game in a ladies' uniform as she finished with 26 points last night. So it was really a good output for us as an entire team. Uh, you know, we faced some adversity uh, as South Alabama came roaring back in that third quarter, had a great run, but we were able to overcome it, and a lot of it was due to the leadership of Shantae Hill and the buckets that she made for us in that third quarter. She and Respect Lee Park. Coach, uh, Luke here. Uh, I've always hey, said Luke, Respect, doing? Uh, doing good. Thanks for, for being on today. I've always said Respect Lee Park, one of the, the best names in, uh, in college basketball, um, she's not only averaging 14 points a game, getting a lot of rebounds for you, um, but Kelsey Jones, you, we talked uh, you know, when, when she came oh, yeah. in a, a few years back and how she needed to mature and develop uh, for you as a force down low. She, she's doing that, almost six rebounds a game. Yeah, and Kelsey got some big boards for us um, in that game last night and offensively crashed the old boards, got some big old boards for us. Um, Kelsey's continue to make strides. I mean, she's just a sophomore, and she has to continue to work. And Chelsea has a tendency just to lax every now and then. And as coaches, we have to keep our thumb on her. But, again, she has continued to make strides. And we have to challenge her every single day because she's so much stronger than anybody else on our team. And so when Kelsey decides she wants to take over, whether it be in practice, whether it be in a game, she definitely has that ability. So, you know, Kelsey's that player. Every team has one. She's that player. you got to keep your thumb on and keep pushing so that she has an opportunity to be very good. Coach, uh, eight players on your team averaging 14 or more points a game. Uh, you've got uh, three in the 20s, uh, but Allie Kennedy and Kelsey Jones both around the 20-minute. you got some depth on this 2019-2020 uh, squad. We do, and we've played a good many players, and it definitely has helped us. Um, you know, defensively to be able to keep our level of intensity up. You know, there's definitely been game situations when you have certain personnel that some players get more minutes than others, and obviously foul trouble makes those uh, changes as well. But overall, right now, we've been playing eight, nine deep, um, giving them an opportunity to be able to help us be successful. And so far, you know, we've been able to help uh, they've been able to come off the bench. Our bench has been a main factor for us and have been able to be a force. And, you know, we've talked a lot about our bench has to be better than our opponent's bench because, as we all know, your starting five is going to get you off to a great start. They're going to be a mainstay for you. But the difference is going to be that seventh, eighth, and ninth player and what they can give you, a, a, you know, compared to the opponent's seventh, eighth, and ninth player. You know, back on back on Shante Hales, it's funny because the South Alabama fans thought that Southern Miss fans were being ugly to the South Alabama coach. 
And the fans said, no, we're not even talking to your coach. We're talking to our coach saying, go to Hales. Go to Hales. <laughs> so, You're a man, I, Kelly Satter. You're a man. <laughs> but, but I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I was at an event the other night at Dr. John Johnson, and I was talking to a guy, and he said, you know, I, I enjoy listening to you on um, Eagle Talk. But I never know what Kelly Santer is going to say. So there you go. And it's amazing that we're still on the air, Coach. Right. It's amazing that we don't know either, Coach. Let but, me just tell you. But but with the start that you guys are off to, Coach McNellis, uh, I've always said the biggest underestimated piece of the puzzle is confidence. When any team oh, starts playing with oh. confidence, man, there's no telling how good they can be. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, confidence is the key in in everything you do. Uh, and particularly in sports, you know, whether you're hitting the ball, whether you're pitching it, whether you're shooting it, whether you're throwing it, whatever it may be. And we do have some players right now that are playing with great confidence. I think that we've got to have some of our players that, for some of our newcomers, particularly to Lee uh, Smallwood, that's the transfer, that has it's been a struggle for her in making the transition her confidence has got to continue to develop. Destiny Smith, that's a sophomore out of Macomb High School. Her confidence, we've got to get that up and going. Allie Kennedy just has struggled shooting the ball, and I think if she can just kind of hit a rhythm, that's going to help her confidence. So I think there are some players on our team that are playing. Shantae Hales, the Speck Leapard, Kelsey Jones. Uh, Allery Mays are playing with a great amount of confidence. We've just got to get some of those other players to maintain a level of consistency in their confidence. Because, you know, when your confidence is up and down like a roller coaster, sometimes you can hit highs and you can hit those lows. But I think we've got to find that middle ground so we can be consistent. Right on the cusp of Conference USA play, let's hope that they continue to have that confidence. Yes, you have to. Because I will tell you, in Conference USA, we've had some great wins in Conference USA. Uh, where teams have beat some Power 5 schools, and so it's definitely going to be a challenge for us. You know, you've got UAB that's beat Auburn. They've played some very good opponents. You've got Western Kentucky that's beaten some Power 5 schools. You've got Middle Tennessee that has played extremely well. Old Dominion, Charlotte has played some very good schools. So, again, all across the board in Conference USA, I think it's going to be the best our league has ever been. So we've got to continue to build our confidence as we go in to play. And we, we play at the University of Houston on Thursday, and then we'll take a break for Christmas, and then we'll come back and play after Christmas here. Um, on What's our date on the, after Christmas? That's not that far ahead. On December the 28th, right. uh, we'll play a warm-up game to be able to get into conference play against Louisiana Tech on January 4th. All right, Coach. We, as always, enjoy having you. Safe trip out hey. to Houston. We look forward to having you back on the Eagle Hour real soon. Thank you, guys. Hey, y'all have a Merry All Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas to you, and, Coach. And Kelly Center, I do hope Santa Claus makes it to your place. It's not going to happen, <laughs> Coach, but thanks, thanks for the thought. We'll be right back, everybody. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Our thanks to one of our very favorite people, Joy Lee McNellis, for joining us in the first segment of the Eagle Hour. That segment was sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the show and, of course, Southern Miss. And I uh, want to remind you now, before time runs out, you can still get in your Christmas catering order at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. They have full deals, I mean, that include the meat, the vegetables, the desserts, everything that you'll need for your Christmas shopping. Or you can just buy turkeys or hams individually. But time is limited and quantities are limited, so get your order in now at your local Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Also, I want to thank Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. I know they're busy this time of the year as Christmas shopping now is really in full swing. You can uh, buy a perfect gift for the Golden Eagle on your list at CampusBookmart.net. Or if you're in the area, you can just simply go to their location on Hardy Street. The only thing that's a little disturbing about Campus Bookmart is I checked... Friday, and there has been no sign of Luke down there yet buying our Christmas gifts, Kelly. And he's here, so that's why I bring it up. He's here in the studio. I, I don't think you want Kelly buying uh, your stuff. He's got on one of these pest control shirts today. He Bob. does. He kind of looks like the uh, purple man, doesn't he? Well, it's, it's usually when I go into Campus Bookmart, if they have a new person working there or whatever, they'll, right. I'll tell them what size, and they go, Wait a minute. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's difficult, too, because those shirts aren't free, are they? Kelly? No, they're no. actually upcharged a little know, bit for the yeah. extra material. But, but just yeah. to hate on Bob for a minute, um, Kelly, too, Bob wears a Redskins shirt in here, but it looks more like a Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're unsure about his wardrobe also. Well, I'm happy to let you guys know that we had Christmas early with my daughter and her family because we're going out of town for Christmas. And we had it this past weekend. And they brought me a beautiful new Redskins shirt I'll be wearing with you It was guys. signed by Jay Gruden, you guys wasn't it? on the road. Uh, on the road. It was uh, signed by Jay Gruden? No, that's my football jersey uh, history. I have an RG3 jersey. We know what happened there. I got a DJ Swearinger jersey last year. And two weeks after that, they cut him. Uh, and, then, of course, I have a famous Riggins jersey. See, Kelly doesn't know about these kind of iconic players. He's a Bengals fan. Look, How did the Bengals do yesterday? Kelly knows about Icky Woods. That's all you Icky need to Woods, know, right? Icky Shuffle. Yeah, the Bengals did exactly what I thought they would do yesterday and get, get crushed by the Patriots. Do you think that tape was the difference? The Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think uh, Bill Belichick was reading uh, Richard Nixon's book, How to Coach from the Sidelines. <laughs> All right, men's basketball lost 72-69 uh, Saturday afternoon to North Florida. North Florida guys put up 42 three-pointers. They were 15 of 42 from three-point land. That's the most attempts by any team in the history, Luke Johnson, of Reed Green Coliseum. It was, you know, when you and then when you make 15 of them, that's half of the points, you know, that they, they got – um, it's not, it wasn't a, a good, it's not, a, a loss is never good, but you had another opportunity to beat a team that had beat you earlier. Silver lining, Tyler Stevenson has really come on. He was 11 and 18 from the field, 27 points, six rebounds. Gabe Watson had 10 rebounds and even for a guard, that's really good. Leonard Harper Baker continues to, to be good down low. Uh, LaDavis Drain, three for nine behind the, 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 um, the arc. Ah, you just... You just wonder. It's it's going to be like this, I think. They're going to play, um, not over their heads, but they're going to play good. And then just by lack of chemistry, lack of experience, you, you may see some of these again. So I felt pretty good about them, though, midway through the second half because the Eagles actually got, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a one three-point lead, but they had trailed you know, most of the game. And I thought they had positioned themselves you know, pretty well going down the stretch. And then it just, it just didn't happen. You know, and I'm like you, Luke. I thought they would bounce back after beating them, you know, before. And you're right on the cusp here of of Conference USA play after um, 
this nice trip to Lubbock. Yeah, it should uh, be. Uh, we, we should mention in the North Florida game, uh, Kanatsik went down with an injury, unsure about him, still unsure about how long Angel Smith may be out. Uh, those were two young guns that Jay Ladner's was, was uh, you know, the squad was, was relying on. Tyler Stevenson, um, he's just been emerging. Uh, Jack Donnelly did not play. Uh, our, our big guy underneath. Um, so hopefully he can get back and he and Stevenson can work that. Leonard Harper Baker is going to be the core of this team. He's going to be uh, – he, he's 6'5", but he plays like he's about 6'8", 6'9", just because of, of how much of a force he is down low. But uh, it just it, – same same song. Drain's got to find a stroke. Drain if, – and if Drain makes a couple threes in this, in this game, Eagles win. All right, Kelly, here's the good news. Uh Southern Miss plays Texas Tech tonight. They just beat the number one team in the country Tuesday night by 13 points over Louisville, and they've won 51 straight non-conference home games. All good things, young Jedi, must come to an end. (laughs) And could it be tonight in in Lubbock? Hey, wow! They play them first. They got to play them right. Wow! 13 point win over number one Louisville. That, but they're just ripe. They're just they right. They lost to three be before off their high horse. They started off five and zero. Oh, they lost to Iowa, Creighton, and DePaul three in a row. Uh, two of those were overtime, but those are three good squads anyway. So they beat Louisville by thirteen. Yeah, um, and they've had six days to prepare for the Eagles. So uh, we'll see what happens on that. But Southern Miss uh, at, at Lubbock tonight. Tip off uh, at six p.m. I uh, got Tougaloo this coming Saturday, and then Conference USA play starts on December thirtieth. Yeah, it's amazing because usually. Your conference play doesn't begin until after they flip the calendar. But it seems now, as basketball season is starting earlier and earlier, that they're and games the scale the schedule used to be more concentrated, but now they're playing games but further apart. You know, they'll give teams four or five days rather than playing you know three times a week. So Mark Adams still is on staff there. We should mention that if you can't remember who, if you're unfamiliar with that name, he was uh, he and Jay Ladner were the finalists for the job. So uh, Mark Adams, assistant coach for uh, Chris Beard out at Texas Tech. Does this help to play this many high caliber teams as the men's team has played, or maybe is this a little much? Everybody else does it. I mean, I'm talking about like Power Five. I mean, you, you want you want to play good teams like this. I understand. I think we're you're coming from, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, but you want to win some. Right, I mean, you certainly right. see the value of it goes playing. Back to the confidence thing you talked right. to the coach. Yeah, I agree. Tell us about. I agree, but again, this is something Jay Ladner inherited, and uh, Doc Sadler is at Nebraska now, where he's reunited, you know, with um, with Fred Hoiberg, and the the Cornhuskers aren't doing very. But this is something that I don't think I don't foresee this ever happening anytime in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is the way the, but the you're, moons lined up. You're this three year. and eight. You thought you would if you beat North Florida twice. You're five and six. So, I mean, you know, you, you had a chance at South Alabama. You had a chance at Tulane. Mm-hmm. Several of your wins are five points. I mean, your losses are five points or less. So, they could easily be, you know, they could easily uh, be six and five, five and six. Hey, before we uh, get too much further into the conversation, I'm going to take just a moment and thank everybody that came out to uh, Corner Market this past Friday and donated toys and uh Food for Homes of Hope. We had a great turnout, Kelly, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I want to thank uh, the good folks at uh, at Corner Market for what they do. We, we learned that they provide unlimited amounts of fruits and vegetables every single day to the kids out there. Uh, just a wonderful organization, and it was a worthy cause, and 
want to thank all those guys from AAA Ambulance. Man, they always come in and contribute in a really big way. Uh, we're grateful to them for all that. It was fun, wasn't it? And again, the corner market crowd is is a local crowd. That's a Hattiesburg family, you know, right. that, that has has owned those. And no disrespect to the national chains because there are people working in those those families are local. But this is owned and operated, you know, by by local folks. Right. And those right. those are getting to be fewer and far between. So anytime we can keep the money right here, uh, right. and people who will distribute some of the money that they make to the mm-hmm. local. Organizations. I want to thank the Citizens Bank, the Citizens Bank of Philadelphia. They were big participants uh, in that. Uh, Bocoma Casino was as well. And we're going to Warren Bocoma this week. Asphalt. Yeah, we'll be there Thursday, and then I think we're at Ramey's Friday. And then, thank goodness, that's uh, that kind of ends the road trips through the end of the year. Am I right about that, guys? I mean, even Mick came up, who came up with that idea? Even even um, <laughs> Bob Getty. Even Mick Jagger and the Stones take a break every once in a while. Yeah, right? who came up with that idea? It's been quite a it's been quite a run of road trips this year. But we've had a good time. It's always fun to uh, to go to the casino and talk about sports betting. I think that's interesting. And uh, and of course, the guys down at Ramey's. It'll be a great time to go because there's some. Huge last-minute Christmas gifts. Down there. I bet there's something down there old Luke Johnson would like. It. Yeah, Hicks. I mean, just to be honest, uh, when right when I went to go buy my mower, you know, we, we had to push it back just because at the new new place, the, the remodel's being done, so they built stuff, so I didn't even want to store it. So Dakota still got me a lawnmower picked out, so I should just Good. say that. We look forward to that. And, again, we want to thank everybody. We've done that for a long time uh, with Homes of Hope. We're going to continue to do it. It's just a wonderful cause, and uh, want those kids to have a really good Christmas. All right, what's next, guys? It's kind of sad news from Southern Miss. Yeah, Sam Hall, who, in my opinion, uh, was the most prolific person in the golf community in Hattiesburg for years and years, passed away over the weekend at age 86. And when you start peeling back that onion and look at the list of accomplishments that Sam Hall was able to not only achieve on the golf course, but in every sport, and we'll talk about that a little bit on the other side of the commercial break, it's unbelievable that one person accomplished so much in the world of sports, but in particular, the game of golf. You know, you think of him and James Ray Carpenter both with deep Southern Miss ties. It's remarkable. Pretty wild. Yeah. That's remarkable. Particularly on the national scene. Yeah, very but, much so. But Sam passed away at the age of 86 over the weekend. So when the Eagle Hour continues, we'll be talking with Jerry Weeks, who was one of the golf coaches that came after Sam Hall. The legacy that Sam Hall leaves behind as... The Eagle Hour continues and in a moment. a special guest, a special guest in the fourth segment. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Next segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. And 4th Street is ready to uh, take care of you. 
Whether you're, they're actually going to be open on Christmas night, believe it or not. I say it's a big night. It is a big night. All four pool tables are usually going. Good chance to check out the Southern Miss memorabilia and, and uh, make your story of your days at Southern Miss even grander than it was last time you and told it. And if I were it. to have lunch down there, Kelly, what, how much money would I need to take? I'll bet I'll bet you could talk them into eight ninety five, including the drink. That's everything. I think they'd throw everything? in the drink for that too. Really? Yeah, dessert, food, di- different different uh, thing on the menu. I didn't have to talk anybody into it. I just went in there and ordered, and it was eight ninety five. It was eight ninety five. You'll certainly be be happy. Well, with, K- uh, Kelly's used to go into buffets and they charge him twice. What they charge everyone? No, I didn't know there was a time limit at buffets. They make me go after. About what did that lady say? To you? Now, you go home now. You high enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's any. <laughs> Anyway, on a, on a much more serious note, this is a Southern Miss uh, sports program, and the Golden Eagle community lost probably the most prolific man when it came to the game of golf, developing the game of golf and the popularity not only in the city of Hattiesburg, but with Southern Miss, with the passing of Sam Hall, who was 86 years old. Now, to show you the type of athlete, not just golfer, but athlete that Sam Hall was in his high school years at Hattiesburg High School. He was and remains the only athlete to letter in every single sport that was offered on the men's side, obviously including golf. He went on to play at uh, Southern Miss, and from 1955 to 1958, he was ranked as the number one golfer on Southern Miss, even as a freshman, and for all four years. He was a two-time golf coach at Southern Miss from 1969 through 1970, and then did a second stint from 1990 to 2000. He even coached the women's team from 1992 to 1997. In Sam Hall's playing days, he won 300 amateur events in a span of over 50 years. He served as president of the Mississippi Golf Association in 1984. He was uh, put into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame in 2012. And next year, 2020, which is right around the corner, the Mississippi Golf Association will induct him into its Hall of Fame. Again, Sam Hall has passed away at the age of 86. Joining us on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is Jerry Weeks, who followed, not immediately after Sam Hall, but followed Sam Hall as a coach at Southern Miss. And as we welcome you, Jerry Weeks, who is a longtime uh, pro at Hattiesburg Country Club, am I, am I overstating the fact that Sam Hall was probably the pioneer and put golf on the map in Hattiesburg and at Southern Miss? Yes, uh, I think there's no question that uh, Sam was instrumental in in the development of golf, and uh, he he was the pioneer, and he just loved the game and and continued to play it till he couldn't play any longer. You know, Jerry, with his efficiency in every single sport, I wonder if he ever shared with you is why he chose golf over you know basketball, baseball, football, and track and field, and everything else that he was so good at. Well, I think. The number one thing, Sam was a competitor, and uh, he knew golf. He could compete till till he was well up into his eight, you know, eight, up to fifty, fifty-five to sixty years old. And so that was something that he loved to compete. And uh, the greatest thing about Sam, when I was a golf professional out there from eighty-one to two thousand and six at Hattiesburg Country Club, it didn't matter if he had to play with a, a hundred shooter or a 70 shooter, he would love to play, and he would play with anybody that wanted to play golf. He had, a, he had an innate ability to, to make the hacker, if you will, feel every bit on the same level with him, even though everything he would 
everything he would throw to the green would be right on the pin. Yep. He, like I say, he just loved the game. He loved to compete and loved to help people to get them better where they would enjoy the game even more also. And part of, uh, part of the, the, the thing that you deal with as golf coach at Southern Miss is there isn't a whole lot of money you know, compared to other sports. So that's something that – and Sam was just as good at, at going out and raising money and shaking hands and understood that that was, that was part of the job, Jerry, yes? Correct. He, uh, he started a tournament down at the uh, Casino Magic, and he had teams coming from Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. He had a pro-am that was – or a college-am, and it brought players in and golf teams in from all over the nation and uh, – had several celebrities come in and play, and Brett Farr helped him get some people in there, and uh, it was just a fantastic event. And uh, then, of course, we named the tournament after him probably 15, 20 years ago here at Hedgesburg Country Club, which is still going on today. And, Jerry, I'm going to let uh, Luke and Bob get in here in just a second, but I wanted to ask you, too, sometimes when you're really good at, at golf or any sport and then you try to coach it, it sometimes gets lost in translation. Great players don't always make great coaches. But Sam Hall was unique in the sense that he was a terrific player. As we mentioned, over 300 amateur wins over a 50-year period. But he was also able to take what he knew and work it to much less proficient players like college guys. What, what's the key to being a, a good coach when you're that good of a player? Well, I think certainly you've got to be patient with them. You've got to understand that you're dealing with uh, – 18-year-olds to 21-year-olds, and they haven't seen or had the the reps in that he has as a coach or as a player, and you just got to be patient and and try to to instill in them what it takes to become to the level that, you know, you're trying to get them to achieve. You know, I, I, I really don't want to overstate, but, but this, is a, this is a big loss. Sam, Sam Hall was... Sam Hall was truly, truly great. Well, I think of this, and I'd like for our guests to comment on this. You know, we, we lost uh, Coach Hall this week. Last year, we lost James Ray Carpenter. And when you stop and think of those two men and how well-connected they were nationally, as well as obviously here, but nationally, uh, to the game of golf, it's uh, pretty astonishing that uh, that both men from, from the same university accomplished so much. Is, is that not correct, Jerry? That is correct. Uh you know, when I started, when I took over the golf uh, coach's job in 2006, I would go to some events that Sam had used to go to, and they would always ask me about Sam and would always tell me two or three stories. That, and the stories were just really entertaining because he was a hard-nosed coach. He, uh, he did not tolerate young people uh, you know, messing up, he'd get in their face. And, and today's players, you might not be able to do that quite as much, but he, he, he had some great players on his team, and uh, they respected him very, very much so. Coach Weeks, Luke Johnson here. I didn't know that uh, any golf coach ever got into the face of a golf player. I mean, I love that. That's a throwback, and that's really – he exemplifies <laughs> what it means to, oh, uh, to be Southern Miss. Uh, I heard stories where they if they – they played poorly. He'd just stop the band, and he would just make them all tell each other how how poorly they played, and uh, they needed to work harder. <laughs> he he, uh, he really got on them at times. But, again, sometimes some certain players need that 
to, to get them jacked up. There's no question about that. Sam Hall was actually my partner one time in the old Magnolia Classic. I think it was uh, back in, in 86 when they, I guess, had just... It had just switched to the Deposit Guarantee Golf Classic. And we were on the, the driving range together, and Sam was just pounding ball after ball right down the middle. And I just said, boy, Sam, I wish I could do that. And, of course, he's a little bit older than me. Um, and, he, and he said, you want to come out here and hit, you know, four or 500 balls every single day with me? You could probably do that, too. And I don't think, Jerry, there was a day that went by that, that he wasn't out there hammering golf balls on the range. Well, a funny story about that in Kelly uh we had a Sam did play a lot of golf. There's no question he and and somebody continued to get on him and get on him. And he said, Sam, how how do how do you always get to play so much golf? He said, Let me ask you something. How many hours in the day? He said, Twenty four. He said, Okay, I can't help that you're not smart enough to figure out that there, you can put five hours out of your day and go play golf and enjoy yourself. He said, you're just not smart enough. I'm just smarter than you. So <laughs> he, he, figured that, he figured out how he could play and still produce what he needed to do. And final question, Jerry Weeks, before we let you go. How was the Southern Miss golf program better because Sam Hall was before you as a coach? That's a good question. Uh, I think Sam brought a lot of uh, respect to the program just because of, of his connections in the business and that has carried on even today. Southern Miss is still well respected in the golf community, uh, college golf, no question about it. And, and with Coach Brescher taking over, I think uh, great things are going to happen in Southern Miss. Jerry Weeks, thank you so much for your time and Sam will definitely be sorely missed. Thanks again. No question. All right. Merry Christmas to y'all. Yeah, Thank you, Jerry. To you. Thanks for uh-huh. coming on. Uh, yeah, uh, great loss, and uh, I, I didn't know this gentleman, but I had the privilege of getting to know the last year of his life, James Ray Carpenter. I sat yeah. baseball with him all year, and uh, boy, there, there was another enormous character. Yeah, and you see, you, you see pictures in, in James Jr.'s office with him, with Arnold Palmer hanging out, Lee Trevino, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson. I mean, right. the list goes on and on. Right. He has he has lunch with these guys. Sam Hall competed in the U.S. Senior Open seven times. Yeah, it's just amazing, really. Two guys of that stature. We we will miss university. we will miss Sam Hall and to the Hall family a salute. All right, when we come back, uh, we have a really special guest. Been looking forward to this. Uh, don't go anywhere. Back on a Monday, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If you're looking for that last second big Christmas gift, Toyota Hattiesburg can help you out. Hook a relative up, hook a son or daughter up, hook a spouse up with a brand new Toyota. So check out our friends at Toyota of Hattiesburg. Golden Eagles set to take on the Red Raiders of Texas Tech uh, tonight, 6 p.m. tip off in 
Lubbock. John Cox will be on the call. Bob, uh, they are the Red Raiders, aren't they? Correct. And they're good. Uh, they played for the national championship last year, Luke. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. It was in all the papers. Yeah, yeah. Any update on that Lindbergh baby? <laughs> no, we're no, still no, still working on it, Kelly. Okay, look, we got a really special guest. Uh, Lauren Johnson is in the studio with us, and she is Luke's wife, and uh, gives new meaning to the word, the terminology of outkicking coverage. But we've all had that discussion Man. before. She's dressed up in her Drew Brees jersey and lauren you're headed to the superdome aren't you we are i'm so excited who dat you excited you're you're obviously a saints fan obviously a saints fan all right we got to take you back to the genesis of this relationship because we have asked this guy several times Uh, he asked you to marry him on the football field after a game but what stunned us is when he revealed to us for the first time that he was actually going to ask you to marry him after the game with memphis is that right and coach bauer was in on it your family, everybody was in on it, and he reneged at the last second because of a loss. When did you learn that you were supposed to be proposed to, but you were rejected over a football game? I wouldn't call it rejection. I think he wanted to give me the best, mm-hmm. the best experience. I guess I learned about it after the actual proposal. Oh, after he actually mm-hmm. proposed to you. You found out it was supposed to be the week before. Correct. So was this all a big surprise to you? It was a big surprise. How did he hide it from you? Well. But other people knew about it, right? Did your family know? Everybody know but you? My family knew. Everybody knew but me. Lots of people knew. I think he says that God must have just closed my ears. Um, I got you. I got you. I got news for I think God closed your eyes, too. (laughs) (laughs) I set us up for that one, didn't I? Thanks a lot, Kelly. (laughs) Oh, I knew that was coming. I I can see. You wouldn't have respected me if I didn't. right. So I see these things happen, and I always am a little worried about the guy when he's asking, you know, because I'm thinking, my heavens, what if she says no in front of all of these people? Did you ever think about that? Um, Not for myself. I think about it for other people, but I wouldn't have said no. Well, you see, we asked him about this the Mm -hmm. other day, and we said, so what would you have done if she said, oh, well, she would have never said no. (laughs) He was that confident. He was. Well, we had talked about it previously you Mm -hmm. know possible engagement and if he did it at a game what would i think Mm -hmm. and i thought it'd be great but i never really suspected it i wasn't looking for it because are we going to do the the golf um segue here he told me he had spent too much money playing golf in the spring so that i would not be getting a ring that year god he's terrible Uh, but he hadn't how, how did you meet this guy Ooh, we've known each other forever our dads have been friends since first grade kindergarten first grade so you knew each other when you were little kids? We Her did. dad set up my mom and dad on their first date at Jones College in 1968. Really? My gosh, this has the makings of a Jerry Springer show, doesn't it? <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, that's quite that's pretty <laughs> Everybody bad. knowing everybody. When, when that happened, Bob was 25 years old, and the Redskins had won a game. Yeah, they were good back then, right? The generosity of women, though, never ceases to amaze me, I must say. In this case, yes. You know? Luke's a pretty good guy. He's a wonderful but, guy. But you guys, you've been to what one Saints game, Lauren, or is this it tonight? No, I've been to two, two, two? three, more than that. yeah, more than two that. or three. Okay, but it's been a while since okay. we lived there. So I'm you guys pumped. actually lived there one time. We did. So two and wh- half years. Why this game tonight, you guys? It's a Christmas present. Okay, That's what it is? Yeah, it's we, the game we were... that worked out for our schedule okay. and that we could get tickets for. <laughs> yeah, it just she's been wanting to go over the years. If you watch a Saints game with her. Something exciting happens. She go, ooh, ooh, ooh. 
And uh, she'll just she'll say, "Get him, Drew!" Or she'll you know just yell like Except that. I don't quite sound like that. And uh, you do occasionally. So um, she's so she's got a competitive edge. Very it's about much. the only game that I verbalize my feelings for. Um, Saints games, yeah. So I'm excited. So you don't like the Falcons much? Negative. Negative. Although. The Falcons did the Saints a favor yesterday. They sure did. By knocking off the 49ers. Dirty Bird took care of yeah. Sam Fran. Honest so. question. Were you, were you pulling for the Falcons yesterday? I found myself pulling for I them. was. Yeah, it helps us out. Yeah. 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 That was exciting, too. NFL. That was crazy. The NFL can make strange bedfellows sometimes, can it? Yeah, you know, Saints fans uh, cheering uh, for the Falcons. That's really crazy. All right, Lauren. Well, we thank you for coming by. We hope you have a great sure, game anytime. tonight, and thank I hope you. you win. Yeah, and you guys, with the weather, too, it's supposed to be a little sketchy tonight, so you all be careful. Yeah. When in doubt, don't. So before you leave, right. could you jot down a few things about Luke that we could use later on that uh, maybe he doesn't want us to know <laughs> maybe. about? Maybe. I'll think about it. we got about okay. 20 seconds left. That ought to take care of it. <laughs> for real, Drew Brees tonight, he's sitting one behind Tom Brady. If he throws a one touchdown, ties Tom Brady, throws two touchdowns, ties Peyton Manning, throws three, which we hopefully will see, he'll be the all-time yeah. touchdown. Well, I will say this, Luke. You're hoping for that. Tom Brady's wife has nothing on yours, buddy. That's, I appreciate that's that. Nothing. Aww, Santa might come visit you after all. That's, nothing at that all. That is a fact, my friend. Yeah. All right, guys, have a good time tonight. That'll wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, everybody, Southern Miss to the the top. top. Mississippi Media Production.